0: From the land till I die, Till I die baby. Mama, holla, how we supposed to live, though? Yeah, beat the game up quick, though. Everybody in the team means green bills, green leaves at the green season. Catch me only up the sharp scene. Whipping with the hot sauce like a street league And one, though, on the bush getting cut, though. On first block with a
1: Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns, Andy McNamara, alongside Matt Fleur-Jancic, training camp edition in that song, the cleaned up, the very much cleaned up version from Machine Gun Kelly, Till I Die, a tribute to the greatest UFC heavyweight champion of all time, Matt. And still, on Saturday, the heavyweight champ, Stipe Miocic, uh, a, a went to went the full five rounds kind of what i expected but that is a great win for cleveland for a class act dude and he is officially the greatest ufc heavyweight champion of all time i know you know him well matt and you have a a first place award on an article you wrote about steep to prove it
0: actually i think it's three years running mm. uh Stipe's that have, good business <laughs> that i've received recognition for my reporting on the camp and uh I've, uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it, uh, working with him, working alongside of him, doing these interviews and whatnot. Uh, true, true class act, great guy. Uh, works in the community as a firefighter and a paramedic mm-hmm. and has worked through the pandemic and is raising a family and being the baddest dude on the planet at the same time. I mean, uh, the guy checks a lot of boxes, and he's definitely – a perfect representative of everything you want to love about being from Cleveland. No
1: doubt about it. And Matt, you actually have an exclusive interview with them up on your blog. You have the link up on Twitter, I think at Matt Fleurjancic, right? Sure do. That's awesome. Is, uh, so there, sure and do. On, on uh, we were lucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us where, where can people, so people can get it on Twitter. They can get it on uh, Look, Instagram. You can get it on
0: uh, Twitter and uh, it's also on my Facebook page. Nice. Um, uh, and so yeah, it's, uh, it's on social, uh, uh, it will be pinned, uh, to my Twitter account. So it'll appear right at the top here, uh, shortly. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I got about two and a half minutes with the champ following the fight and, uh, just, just awesome. It was a fantastic fight. It's, I'm glad the trilogy's over, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Daniel Corbier. And uh, I, I look forward to what's next for Stipe, which is likely going to be a rematch with Francis Ganu.
1: Man, no, it, just a great night for, for Cleveland, too, to have the greatest champ in UFC heavyweight history. From Cleveland, So very cool. Congrats to Stipe. And so Matt, you can find that on Matt's Twitter at Matt Fleur Jancic. You can follow me as well at Andy MC 81. You are listening to the doghouse on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. All right, Matt. Training camp has officially begun in Cleveland. Started last week uh, on Monday. The first bout of padded practices underway. We are geared. We're, we're tentative, kind of holding our breath, crossing our fingers. That everything works out but we're getting closer to the actual season it's mid-august it's less than a month away um just overall you're feeling it's a different vibe like this time last year from a couple weeks ago i was down at training camp with you guys we did a live doghouse from training camp and it, it was it was awesome but no fans media has to be back at a distance so it's not the same um interactiveness that that we're used to for training camp the, the Browns do have a, a live daily feed that they show but from so I guess from a distance what have been some of your early takeaways
0: It's nice to see that the guys are back uh in practice able to do some football things and to get back to some sort of normalcy uh, I think Baker comes back in in better physical and mental shape I think last year not only the losing but just the 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 bizarreness of the play calling at times from Freddie Kitchens, I think really did wear on him more than maybe we gave it credit for. Mm. And I think his mind, he's in a much better mindset and he's going to be able to make more plays this year because he did trim down, uh, got in better shape and took the time to kind of flush a uh, hash out, what last season was all about and then kind of flush it and work to build off uh, some new things this year. I think Kevin Stefanski is the leader that this team needed Looks good, uh, during Matt. this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also with the civil unrest in the country and the fight for equality. I think we were very lucky that this didn't happen a year ago um, oh, either. It happened a year ago because – I don't know that they would have been strong enough to make it through the season uh, with see. that leadership structure that was in place. I think Stefanski is doing a heck of a job leading. I think Andrew Barry is doing a good job leading. And those were two big question marks. And so far, and, uh, I know we're not going to see them in a game till the you know, till it counts in September, but so far so good. And they, to me, they get passing grades.
1: That's and, and that's the thing. We're, we're not going to know how this looks mid-game, how this looks when it, it, you, you have the two-minute warning at the end of a matchup and you have to make that snap decision. We don't know, but right now, like you said, the leadership is strong. The team seems united. And what's disappointing too, Matt, is like this year, happy birthday to my dad, by the way, John McNamara. Uh, we were going to be going down this year for training camp to to cuz he couldn't come down last year so we were going to be be going down so he had to settle for some uh, some Cleveland Browns uh, official masks that that I bought and some material that uh our good friends of the show Kelly and Donnie sent up as well so uh you know not not quite the same thing but but still still a, a nice happy birthday for him over the weekend
0: Yeah no doubt about it happy birthday Mr. Mack we're we're glad we we have you here and we're glad that this Business relationship that started between Andy and I has led to us becoming fe- extended family with each other. Yep. Um, just uh, it's one of the best gifts I got when I was working for the Browns was the friendship that I had developed with you and also the bond we've developed with your dad on your trips down here. We love seeing you guys. Unfortunately, uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen uh, again anytime soon, but still, Nothing but love up north for for Mr. Mac on his birthday.
1: Thanks, buddy. Only a national border closing could keep me out of Cleveland. That's it, Matt. That, that, that's what we said months ago. It would have to be that I physically would not be allowed into the United States of America to keep me out of Cleveland. And, well, damn it, that's, that's where... That's where it is. Yeah, I, That's where I, we're at with I can't, I can't it right now. In. Yep. I can't uh, get
0: it. <laughs> Fortunately it got extended a couple of days ago yeah. for at least another month, and it doesn't look like it's gonna stop there either. No. And I understand. I you guys have done a great job up north of flattening your curve and being responsible and trying to stave off this first wave of the pandemic and in certain parts of America. It's it's really Burgeoning and really putting a strain on the healthcare system. So I I fully understand why uh, people don't want to take the risk of you know opening up those borders again. Yeah. I don't blame them at all. I wouldn't want to either. Yeah.
1: Well, it'll be the first time in fourteen years that we're not down there. But luckily, I came down twice last year. So technically, you know, it's still fourteen to fourteen if you extend it, I guess. But whatever. Uh, right. That's, that's the only, that's the only thing, a global pandemic and closed borders to keep me out of Cleveland, Ohio. So that sucks, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make do and be able to keep you up to date on the show as we go along. Now you mentioned Baker Mayfield, Matt. And so being at camp last year, Baker ran by and we got to see him in person. He ran by and that's the first time I saw him in person and he looked thick. Like, not fat, but he looked thick. He looked big. I was like, wow. I was, I was impressed as he ran by, high-fived. I, I did end up washing the arm. I was debating it to keep it, uh, you know, like after, after he touched the arm. I did, I did wash it. Um, but, like, he looked big. But looking at this, the footage, the videos, especially, like, his legs, he looks leaner but stronger, Matt. Like, he doesn't look like he lost, like, slim down, but it looks like the muscle is proper muscle and that he is in a much better state, as you said, mentally and physically.
0: Yeah, no doubt. He looked far and away much better than he did last year, and he needed to. He he knows that his game is predicated off of avoiding pressure and extending out of the pocket if he has to. Not saying he's, you know, like Lamar Jackson. He's not the athlete Lamar Jackson is. and He's even said that you expect me to run for 100 yards in a game. That's just not going to happen. Hmm. But he needs to extend the pocket sometimes to be able to swing it down the field. and I think he's going to be much better suited to do that this year because of his physical and mental conditioning than he was last year.
1: Oh yeah. I'm with you. Like that's, that's the big difference. Seems like there's a complete and total buy-in having case Keenum there as well in practice, who knows that system is vital. And it's a quarterback friendly system under Kevin Stefanski. We've talked about it before on the show. It's the evolution of the old Mike Shanahan system that won two Super Bowls in Denver. That's pretty good and evolved through Kubiak and, and now to Stefanski. Um, some question marks, Matt, on the on the O-line. Of course, J.C. Tredder had a minor arthroscopic knee surgery, and so he'll be out. It's an indeterminate amount of time, probably for the start of the season, should be okay, but that means if there's a hidden, I guess, bonus, J.C. Tredder can walk on and play a game. He doesn't really need to practice up. But rookie Nick Harris getting All the starter reps, I think, is really
0: valuable because there really
1: wasn't a number two behind Treader, right?
0: Right. Harris was going to be kind of a wait-and-see guy anyway, but now he's getting that reps with the first team, and that's going to really help him develop uh, faster. And if if J.C. does not make the start of the season, at least he'll have a guy that's familiar with the quarterback, blocking for the running backs, and, and pass pro, and all that stuff. So it's a, i don't want to say a blessing in disguise but it is nice that the other guys will get experience and be able to learn on the job because there are no preseason games this year so and there wasn't that extended off-season workout window for the browns that they normally would get because of hiring a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Usually they get a two week jump on everybody and they sort of did with meetings. But when you're having virtual meetings, I, I think that kind of negates any yeah. advantage that there could be gained there. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't see this as being a huge issue right now. I think JC is, is experienced enough that if he is ready, but he's missed three weeks of practice, he can still get on the field and handle his business.
1: Exactly. So that's that's a good thing. You get the and really uh, an early test, what he can do. Right. And and be able to make decisions. They signed uh, a free agent center that has familiar with uh, offensive line coach Bill Callahan from the Washington days. Um, So the Chris Hubbard played a a bit of center in Pittsburgh. So you have some options, but it's better, of course, if you have a guy who's going to be the first look and have those first reps. Uh, Also, Miles Garrett hamstring. Uh, sat out the first padded practice on Monday, and last week was on the field, but just kind of doesn't seem to be overly concerning, Matt. It's something where, of course, we'd like to see him blowing it up on the on the video drills and all that, and attacking the pads. But better cautious for for the the amount of cash you just dealt out for Miles.
0: Yeah, you treat Miles very, very, very gently. Uh, if there's even a sniff of an injury or any kind of discomfort, man, you do not mess around with that cat. You put way too much money on the table mm-hmm. and guaranteed way too much uh, to just sit there and risk him in a meaningless August practice uh, when you've got a month of these before you play football. So I don't know. I, I, w- I very much like their their path, and I think it's a good way to go. Exactly.
1: Follow us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at Matt Fleur Jancic. You're listening to the Dog House. You're inside. Look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Also, Matt, this coming down uh, as we're taping Monday afternoon. Browns running back Nick Chubb walks off the field with a trainer during camp and practice. So the most up-to-date of this is that Chubb caught a short pass then was hit by linebacker Mac Wilson. Uh, was down but did get up and then they went inside after the rain hit. So We don't know if there is any injury, if he was just kind of blown up a little bit there and then uh, went off because of the rain, but certainly something to track. That That is a situation you do not want anything going wrong with. That Chubb and Hunt combo in the backfield is really the driving force of what this offense can do. It opens up Austin Hooper at tight end, opens up the receivers, opens up everything.
0: Yeah, they're predicated off the run game, and they have to keep those two dudes healthy. And even when you have one of them uh, missing, it still is a huge blow to your offense because it's less that opponents have to worry about, and they can start worrying about other things. That's it. That's the last last thing the Browns want is to have their opponents have one less weapon to worry about. That's
1: it. So, yeah, we'll we'll track that. Again, good sign he's walking off, but hopefully – uh, nothing of, of note there it comes out of Nick Chubb. Maybe he gets a, a day or two off at, at camp. Uh, again, this is a guy, the work ethic of Nick Chubb, Matt, if there's one guy who needs to, like Miles Garrett, take it easy and sit, you're never going to be worried about Nick Chubb being ready on game day, right? Like that's that, that's somebody I feel pretty comfortable. You need to take it easy and cautious with Nick Chubb. I'm, I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, there's there's no doubt. Um, Nick, Nick is a true pro. Just a guy that wants to play football wants to be the best uh, every play and he does a very good job of keeping himself in shape he's pretty durable back knock on wood and uh that's that's a guy you don't you, you tend not to worry as much about those those guys because you know what you're gonna get day in and day out
1: Right, and I'm I'm reading here some tweets from uh, Tony Grossi saying uh, Kevin Stefanski had a one-on-one talk with Mac Wilson after a high tackle of Nick Chubb in tackling period. Chubb left the field, a high tackle. Matt, I hope we're not talking concussion, because that's one of those weird things, right? It's a the high tackle, so that's again a situation to track. But Stefanski talking with Mac Wilson after that hit, and maybe you know saying, Hey, man, you know we like the aggression, but you gotta <laughs> you gotta make sure our guys are available. Dialing on offense, back. Too. Got it. Yeah. It's not even dial, that. Bad. Dial it back. I don't even think it's it's like you want them going full tilt, but you gotta be smart because if that's in a game, you're costing your team field position. It's a very small window in today's NFL. You got the your, your shoulders to to waste pretty much. You gotta like th- think of of Rhino and Bill Goldberg and Edge. You gotta gore them. You gotta spear them. That that's about it. You gotta do that and and keep it that way. So. That's just the latest, uh, latest little update um, on that. Uh, otherwise, on the wide receiver front, some really good news. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. working their ways back in. Odell with a, a few nice one-handed catches over the weekend and uh, sort of team scrimmages with uh, no pads at that time. Jarvis Landry catching balls too. So looks like they are both, from offseason surgery, winding their way back. And, boy, if you can have a, a truly engaged and on the same page Odell Beckham Jr., with Jarvis, with Austin Hooper, with Chubb and Hunt in the backfield, and Baker in a QB-friendly system, that's a formidable offense. I don't care what any of the, the haters say against the Browns. Like that's If you're clicking with those guys, uh, let, let, let's go.
0: Right, exactly. You want to be at full steam w- uh, with these guys, with the guys that you invested high-level draft picks in and big-money contracts in. You want them to be firing on all cylinders at all times, and it looks like the Browns are starting to get healthy. Knock on wood. Hopefully that stays the case uh, as this training camp rolls on, and ultimately we'll see what, uh, what the next three weeks have in store for us.
1: I wonder, too, we've talked a lot about David Njoku and, and Austin Hooper, and I'm always one to say follow the money. Austin Hooper got a lot of money in free agency before – he he, 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 I guess he was the talk of the tight end world before the Travis Kelsey and George Kittle deals, but I wonder how that's going to to look with David Njoku and then Harrison Bryant after that. Um, when it comes, that, that'll be something that to watch for, and we'll be back to weekly episodes too, folks. We'll say with training camp to keep you up to date. Um, how David Njoku works into that offense from a fantasy football perspective. We're both big fantasy players. I'm hoping it goes to one or the other, and it would go to Austin Hooper, I would think, because the worst thing is when you get into those committee situations and they just kind of cannibalize each other from a fantasy look.
0: Yeah, the Ravens are the perfect oh. example of that. They had three tight ends last year, and it was like pick your poison. When you If you had two of them on your roster, the one you started was going to oh, be yeah. the one that got no targets, and the one on your bench was going to be the one that went off for 30.
1: 100%. 100. Hayden Hurst, by the way, former Raven going to – uh, the Atlanta Falcons. We do the the weekly Canada-wide Sportsnet show, the fantasy show every Sunday morning. By the way, folks, you can get the link uh, on uh, on Twitter at AndyMC1. Pop it out there live or the podcast. Hayden Hurst, I have as a superstar fantasy riser going to the Falcons. All the tools. It's a, a big projection, but that's a guy you want to watch for. Um, maybe even ahead of somebody like Zach Ertz. So just keep uh, keep an eye yep. on that one. Um. What, 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 like As far as what else are you looking at with camp, Matt? Like, Austin Siebert has uh, blonde hair, so that's something, I guess. Uh, I think it, it sounds like
0: he kicked well. <laughs> Missed the uh, he, could, he could wear uh, a wig that makes him look like an 80s rock star, and, and I wouldn't give a hoot as long as he puts the damn ball between those two very tall yellow poles. Oh,
1: well, Matt, remember last year, <laughs> and it, it proved to be a good decision. So we are uh, like I said, we were at the training camp through the Browns backers, and gosh, our, our our buddy Megan Rock and the whole crew did such did such a good job. Um, and we got to meet some of the players afterwards. So Greg Joseph, the kid, the then kicker, came over, and I had like a I had a ball, I had a different thing, I had a ball, a helmet, and like the paper they gave you, like a little certificate thing. And I saw Greg Joseph coming. I put the ball and the helmet away. I'm like, hey, this, this guy's not signing that. And so I gave him the paper. And he said something like, so one of the fans said, oh, this is uh, so great. Thanks for coming over. And he said, man, making the fans happy and uh, signing autographs is more important to me for, than making field goals. And Maddie was literally beside me. And I looked at him. I said, not to me, it's not. <laughs> and he laughed. Then his ass was cut because he sucked. And now I hope Austin Sievert's. he
0: ended up kicking for the Tennessee Titans and making it to the AFC Championship game.
1: There you go. And, and Zane, how about Zane Gonzalez, too, out in Arizona? Good Lord. He was the fifth best fantasy kicker last year. I'm not putting him on my team. I can't do it. Can't do it. I won't do it. I won't do either. I won't do it. I don't care. You can kick for the most points. You can kick for 100 more points than anyone else. I'm not putting either of those ex Browns kickers on my roster. I can't do it. I'd rather not win. I'd rather not win a fantasy season, Matt, than win it off of Zane Gonzalez or Greg Joseph's legs. I won't do
0: it. I'm sorry. I mean, if you're if you're relying on your kicker to win your fantasy league, well, that's, true. that's
1: true. you probably got bigger problems. Yes,
0: you got issues. Man. You got some major issues. Oh, it
1: must be football season, man! I'm getting fired up over kickers here. You know that? Yep, right. you know that's
0: definitely right. here. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: you know that's right. Uh, let me see here. I'm just looking at one other tweet from Tom Withers saying. Hope to get update on Browns on Nick Chubb. He was not favoring anything when he left the field with the trainer and it looked like the high hit. So again, hopefully not a concussion oh, issue, but I um, did. yeah, we'll we'll follow and Matt. You'll be on top of that as well. You tweet out whatever we uh, hear and all that good stuff. So um, that's it, dude, for, for training camp episode number one, we'll, we'll try to bring it to you every, well, let's say maybe for every Monday, depending on situation after the weekend, we'll do something like that as we get ready for the year. But um, yeah, there you go, man. Good stuff. We're, we're, we're crawling back to football season. Let's hope everybody keeps smart and uh, we can actually get this season going.
0: Yeah, well, seeing as how I lost the CFL season today, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I've i got to have some kind of football in my life in the fall, in That's some right. way, shape, form, or fashion, because I've got to wait for the new hockey season to start, because that probably won't start till around Christmas. Still Same got the with the jackets. basketball season. I need something in the fall to watch.
1: Right. Good stuff, buddy. Okay, follow his work. Check out his Stipe Miocic article on Twitter, at Matt Fleurjancic, myself at AndyMC81. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature.